with the return of season three of The Mandalorian for this one special, one time only. All four of the re rebels are here. We'll see you after the jump. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Kenobi! Rebellions are built on hope. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Never tell me the odds. Well done. You're a rebel now. Hello there, Rebels. Welcome to Reckless Rebellion, the podcast with enough chaotic energy to fuel a Death Star all about the war in the stars. I'm your rogue leader, electrifying force-sensitive native to Niamos, Thomas Carter Rochester, and I'm joined by the greatest minds the Rebellion has to offer. Up first, our master of chaos and pod racing enthusiast, King of the Hoth, the Kleinfeld. This is the way. This is the way. Scarif native and Anakin's favorite Padawan, Jack Sunville. Pew, 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 pew. I can't think of another quote from Mando. Just say so. this is the Hello, way. Everyone. It was so easy. I was setting it up for <laughs> no, you, Jack. No, no, oh. that's not creative, Klein. I mean, he stole it. So if you steal his, he's just like co-stealing, you know? No, it's, it's like not we're stolen all... if it's already stolen. We're no, all like our own to creed, you know? Like, together, though. For yeah. like a big group thing. You say it all at the same time. Whatever. Oh, hey, everybody. Big group thing. It's weird. It's almost as if somehow the box office has returned. Hater of animation, master of sticky fingers, coach David, the box office Thompson. Hello. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, Thomas. How you doing? Uh, I'm actually here. It's crazy. Happy to be back. I don't I also don't have any. This is the way is like that just brought up in my mind. That's not the only catchphrase from the show. Oh, I got I, one. Yeah. I got one. All right. Say it. Mando! <laughs> One that we pull on here in the house all the time is, let me see the baby. <laughs> I would like to see the baby. Uh, I was going to go with, I have spoken. Uh, Shit. That's a good one. That's a that good still one. runs that around in my one. house. Well, uh, with my dad and I every now and again. Um, today is Thursday, March 2nd. Why am I telling you the date? Because yesterday was March 1st and the Mandalorian season three has arrived. Before I dive any further, gentlemen, this podcast has never covered the Mandalorian ever. Once we've never even Shit. done a rewatch. All we have ever done is talk about it with with nostalgia and rose tinted glasses. And honestly, I thought about that today, making these notes. This is going to be a wild ride through a, an asteroid belt. But we're going to cover first the Bad Batch, a brief one, of course. Then we're going to dive into the Rebel Report, and then we'll dive so deep into Mando. You'll think we are Din Djarin himself. Uh, do y'all want, uh, you know what, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll check in. Let's check in with the smartest execute 75% of this podcast. First time I've said it in a long time. David, buddy, mm -hmm. we'll go to you. How's life on the direct podcast, man? You're doing great shit. Life on the direct podcast is d good. Uh, shout out. We've kind of started season two over there since the new year. A bit of a refresh. Nothing, nothing crazy. It's still me and Matt. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of things cooking up over there. It's a good time. Uh, we talked about Mandalorian yesterday and, uh, Wow. I mean, this episode was a fun start, uh, but it's fun, too. In that sense, like the direct podcast has covered Mando. It's funny we have it on here, but uh, it was the first time me and Matt have you know done a Mandalorian review. So that was pretty interesting to kind of navigate. It's fun. Speaking of the direct podcast, like Mandalorian really represented, I guess Ant-Man did 
we are doing so many reviews this year between shows and movies. And, you know, over there, like we post on Mondays and then now we're posting on Wednesdays for these Disney Plus streaming shows. So things are definitely picking up. And then we're also like this coming weekend, we're going to talk about Creed. We're kind of just expanding like the, all the stuff that we review. So it's like Hell yeah. now hitting March. This is when the box office begins. This is when kind of movies begin and obviously streaming back with the Mandalorian. But yeah, it's good. I'm living in the Pedro Pascal Renaissance, which I'm very much so enjoying. But uh, I'm happy to be here too. It's ha- I'm happy to be back. It's been a few episodes, uh, a few by like 15 or so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how are you guys doing? How's everything been going? I haven't, t- I honestly haven't seen you guys talk to you guys like, you know, over a call like this in a while. So I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. It's been a bit. It's been a while. I think the last time we saw each other was the direct podcast. That's true. Yes. Last week. Last week. Ah, it feels like so much. An epic bracket ago. over there on the direct podcast. <laughs> yeah. About uh, 90, <laughs> 90 minutes. I was about to say, yeah. Hey, remember, when, remember when you guys said it wasn't going to be 90 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> remember when you tried to convince people that uh, the Death Star was a lightsaber? Yes, yeah. because it is from a certain point of view. I guess, yeah, I guess no one on this show has heard that. But yeah, uh, Thomas tried to say that because the Death Star is powered by Kyber and it shoots out a beam, it is also a lightsaber. It's which, not a bad argument. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a hot, hot dog, dog a sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> is cereal oh. soup? We'll never know. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, Jack, Jack, I got a question. How are you doing? Do you Did you feel at home watching Mando this week? We'll get oh to it God. in depth, but like I felt like I was living on, you know, living just just browsing my streets here. Absolutely, it it just I think I even said it either to my dad or my sister. I was like, man, it's good to be home. And, and my sister actually <laughs> created like a group chat um, with I I think my dad, uh, her husband, and whoever else. I was like, we're gonna talk about Mando here, and she's like, post your thoughts here whenever you watch it. And all I replied was, but um. And everyone knew what it was, and it made me so happy. And I've also been watching Sopranos, which also makes me feel at home. So it's it's just been a bunch of nostalgia lately, and I love it. I love every single mm. second of it. Quick question for David. David, give me your one-word review of Creed Three. One word. Have you seen it? He has. I'm oh. seeing it Saturday. I, I bought one, one word going review. alone tomorrow. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> unexpected. Ooh, Ooh, that's exciting. I, it, Sweaty. I, I'll leave it at that. I, yeah, I, one more. I, I'll add the like unexpected. I enjoyed it a lot, but like it's unex, in an une, unexpected way. Yes. Ooh, okay. Nice. I cannot I wait. Fucking I love that freaking movie, by the way. love the Rocky <laughs> franchise. I love Creed. I just, if I could expand oh a little God. bit, I love this franchise. It's so good. Today, I was reading about like Creed 1, Creed 2, because I just watched Creed 3. I, and I didn't watch them to prepare. I like kind of went in not prepared even though i've seen the movies but it had been in a while and I, as i'm watching i'm like okay what was that again like am i remembering this right and then when i read and kind of recap myself afterwards i'm like this is a masterpiece this is so good michael b <laughs> and michael b jordan directs it it's so interesting I know, that's you, exciting you can tell you can tell you it's cool guys i gotta say the fight the action scenes like you can tell michael b jordan directed it for multiple reasons um and some not aren't like widely positive but most are very positive and it's, it's a cool <laughs> debut it's a really cool debut you can tell it's like heart and soul is in it and it's the most standalone creed movie which i enjoy Ooh, now that right, makes me excited. excited rocky isn't that in it he's not he's not and 
I had someone reply to me uh, when I posted about it last night on Twitter saying, if I've never seen a Rocky or a Creed movie, would I enjoy this film? And I said, surprisingly, I think you would. You wouldn't enjoy it as much as someone who's seen all of them, of course. But Mm -hmm. I genuinely think because it does a lot of the kind of groundwork for you, it's very personal. Um, Jonathan Majors is great um, in, in the role. And I think you could just walk in and just enjoy the film for what it is. If you like, I would say loosely like boxing because that the action stuff, mm. like I went with Jasmine and she's like, yeah, 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 that was fine. I'm like, that was amazing. <laughs> uh, so I've not seen any of the Creed movies. I know, um, mm. but I have seen all of the Rocky movies except for uh, the old, the sixth one, I think. The, that's okay. When he's Balboa. an old man. Balboa was yeah. good. It, it, I no, like it's, it's, I it's really good. I just, I it's not like, like essential. I don't think. So, okay. so uh, you guys make this decision for me. Should I watch the first two Creed movies or just go watch Creed 3? Just no, as a service to yourself, also just watch the Creed movies as yeah. well. I just mean, like you could David probably go see Rebels. Creed 3 first. That's what I meant. Like, sorry, in if preparation. If anything, go on YouTube right after this. Type in Michael B. Jordan icon entrance. Just watch that. You'll be good to go. You'll be pumped up. Oh, you'll yeah. watch that every every time you need a pump up. You'll watch that again. You'll listen to that Jane Smith song, and you'll be fine going into Creed three. Uh, okay. But I, like I would say, just as a baseline, watch those movies just in general because they. By are the way, awesome. yeah. can I just say something really quick? This is a Star Wars podcast. I'm talking about Creed. I'm gonna talk about Marvel for a second. But Jonathan Majors, the dude, man. wow, King. does he have range? It's range is what it is. That's why yeah. he was it's it's very clear with the direction they're going with Kang and Kang and the other Kang because they Kang hired Lang. Jonathan Majors because he has unbelievable range and seeing him in Ant-Man then to this it's like wow, this guy can really act but in very different ways. Like he's he's an antagonist in both in both films but very different. And I thought that was just that was as seen- a Last yeah. Black Man in San Francisco. I need to. I've been meeting. I've been meeting it. to since I think it came it's out. on Prime. It's been. I. I think Prime bought it at some point. When was that? Did. When did that come it, out? This was his like. This was I think Major's like debut. Like this was one of his like first movies that he was in. Twenty nineteen, I think. It's, it's crazy how his career's taken off right now. I mean, he's he in, really wasn't in anything. It was too. Love. He he came. He was in HBO's Lovecraft Country yeah, County okay. last year, yeah. and that was kind yep. of where like. I think the mainstream kind of got him. A lot of people mm-hmm. came out of Last Black Man in San Francisco and was like, who is this guy? Like, yeah. where did this man come from? And he's now not it's that just, young. <laughs> no. no. Now a joke he's in the movie is how he's older than MBJ, you know? <laughs> mm. Anyway. That's awesome. He'll Klein, be how you one day. <laughs> how am I doing? I'm doing well. I'm hanging in there. It's funny that we were talking like weeks right now feel like they're really slow for me i'm just like days are just disappearing I'm like it's already thursday what's going on Ah, uh, yeah just busy just hanging out i'm excited for creed i'm really excited i love the rocky movies i've been doing a rewatch of all the old ones yeah um and just i'm i can't wait i've heard michael b jordan in the lead up to this movie has talked a lot about how like anime really influenced him and that really excites me because i love yeah. like i love like tournament arcs and anime are so stupid and silly but i love it like i just yeah. it's awesome so i can't wait it, it's actually surprisingly clear when you watch the film i'm not yeah i mean i heard anime it's, and i'm like oh so the fight scenes are gonna be dope as fuck yeah, yeah. it's gonna be Naruto yeah. <laughs> in a boxing it, ring it's it's like the fight scenes plus like the the pacing i think is it, it's kind of lop the pacing is kind of all over the pit place but it's less than two hours long 
like the movie is doesn't oh, like wow. drag on yeah i don't know how it ranks amongst the creed movies but it felt like the shortest to me um so i think that i think that kind of leads into the anime thing as well um but it's yeah. mainly the fighting mainly the fighting well we are going to fight forward and get through the uh you know big old box office over here has uh has you know What's the word? Responsibilities. He's got an out. We're going to try and get all the way to the Mandalorian before he leaves. So it is time to leave the opening and head to Klein's Dominion in the Bad Batch. Oh, no. This, no, oh, you're right. Yeah. The flagship <laughs> topic. <laughs> the bad match. Uh, we're gonna do it a little oh, bit differently so this week because so far I was not ready for that at all. Like <laughs> you threw me into the pool and I did not. I sunk. I just went right to the bottom. Um, but season two, episode eleven of the Bad Batch, doing it a little differently this week because we do have the Mandalorian, and I don't want to say that the Bad Batch is second to the Mandalorian, but. Let's be honest. What else are you going to say? Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So this episode, Metamorphosis, I'll do just a quick run through and then we can just go right into thoughts. I'm assuming, David, how how caught up are you on the world of the Bad Batch these days? I maybe watched the first trailer of the first season. Very good. Awesome. Great. So this will mean a lot to you. Uh, so quick recap. <laughs> this was actually like a... We've had a roller coaster of emotions on this show to do with this yeah. uh, with this TV show, um, specifically Jack and I. Thomas has kind of been his just fun loving self the whole time. Um, but this week was a was a banger. This week saw the team they took on a accidentally released Zillow beast, which was really cool, and it ate electricity um, in what I could only describe as like a straight up riff on the movie Aliens, which was mm. sick as hell. Uh, we also got introduced to Dr. Hemlock, played by Jimmy Simpson, who has captured a Kaminoan cloner. And at the end of the episode, we get a huge tease as he has brought forth uh, the Kaminoan prime minister who survived the attack on the Kaminoan uh, cloning facilities at the end of season one. Um, and the prime minister basically says, you want this cloner you have to talk, you want her to work for you, you want her to do what you want, her, what you want done the girl is the key talking about Omega and I guess kind of setting us forth into what we are going to get for the rest of this um, season. Of course, there was a lot more detail in the episode if you want to go and watch it, but that's pretty much like I hit all the points there. We'll go to you first, Thomas, because you Thank just you. came off of this. You literally yeah. just finished this episode. What do you think? Holy shit. They did the thing that I've been questioning if they were going to do in this show, which is dive deeper into cloning. And, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about uh, Grogu at times, like setting up the Emperor's Palpatine's yeah. like, backup plan. We have. But I don't know if we've ever talked about Bad Batch being that show. We definitely have. We definitely okay. have, Thomas, because here's my thing. I think that this so everyone's going to watch the Mandalorian. They're going to be like, oh, my gosh, Mandalorian, baby Grogu. Ah! But no one says baby Grogu. <laughs> baby Grogu, baby Yoda, that little guy. <laughs> Is Pumpkin. Um the what oh, where was I going with this? Um the Bad Batch is kind of now kind of falling under the radar because mm -hmm. Mandalorian is out. It is the flagship. I think that like 
Dumb move, both of way. these i think both can be true thomas i think both of these things are going to get into the cloning and i think they're going to do it like li- i think these things are lined up intentionally is what i'll say yes that is my crazy theory is that i think yes. by the end of this season something will happen in the bad batch that will like maybe not directly connect to the mandalorian but you can see the connective tissue is there uh because i think they are going to we're going to see kind of the end of this cloning thing in the Mandalorian side mm-hmm. of things. And we're going to kind of see, I think the very beginnings of it in the bad batch, which is very cool. Not at all. What I thought we were going to get from either of these shows going into them. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like Mando season one to the rise of Skywalker. Exactly. Yes. Or was it, was it book of Boba Fett to bad batch season one? No, or no I guess technically it was Mando season two with uh Phoenix Shand to was it season two yeah into okay that's when batch. she yeah that's when she comes back and then it was like oh uh, she's in the bad batch i think it'll well you know what i'm talking about with like the force I, healing yeah yes that was crazy yeah. that was like yeah. that was, that was, was the same week right that was the same yeah. week that we got baby two days healing apart something yeah if you watched that it on thursday not night. talked about enough man that was crazy yeah. i remember being theory, like holy <laughs> shit i just saw this well we've <laughs> only seen a couple <laughs> so, examples of things like this like we've seen that and then the other one would be the hawkeye to no way home thing with the yeah. charlie mm. cox and vincent d'onofrio like i think that we're going to get there's not a lot of times when disney they don't stomp on their feet very often um, and when they do, it seems to be intentional. And so I think that this is crossing over for a reason. This Bad yes. Batch, there's 16 episodes. It feels like they could have released it at any point. But there's, I don't know why it is yeah. overlapping here. I think it, it there's a reason for it. Yes, I agree with that. And Bad Batch ends at the end of this month. I want to say the 29th is the finale, the two-part finale. Um, and that will put us over halfway through Mandalorian season three. So that'll be very exciting. Back to the Bad Batch really fast. Uh, shout out the Zillow Beast. Um, I, I blew up the group chat because I'm like cloning and there's a monster. And then uh, I don't remember what it was, but I was like, is this the Zillow Beast? Are they cloning the Zillow Beast? And then you see it and I'm like, holy shit, it is. And then I'm like, maybe it's not. But then it gets electrified and they call it the Zillow Beast amazing i love that episode in the clone wars uh, that arc i should say of finding the zillow beast the uh in the zillow beast strikes back uh and whatever the final one is i love that so much it is so good um and the fact they brought that back is beautiful the way that it unfolds like alien then eventually into king kong where he's just swatting ships yeah amazing uh <laughs> and there is something else like there's an undertone here and obviously Omega knows way more about the, the cloning process and they kind of let us forget that until today. I think that's very spo- spoilers, I guess. Are, uh, my idea here is um, Omega is probably not so much the key to getting Nala say back, but actually has the knowledge in her mind and doesn't realize it. Ooh. So she's now like it, if you will. I hope. She's got she she's like a winter soldier just waiting to be activated. Ooh, fuck. She's got Jack, her own what did chip. you what did you think about episode eleven? <laughs> also I just um, want to quickly jump in. Uh they just apparently there's a Batman Beyond into the Spider Verse esque movie being developed at DC, which sounds insane. Carrie oh, Jeff Snyder. Yeah. Jeff <laughs> yeah. Snyder probably dropped that. 
<laughs> yeah, love the hot mic. Hell yeah. right now. Um, that's, that's cool. So Can we talk about that? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <So awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like this episode. I'm not as high on it as Klein or Thomas. Um, but I, I mean, it's definitely, it's weird. Is it it's, better it's, or worse than the Indiana Jones episode from earlier in the season? It's better. Oh my God. Is it That's better or worse than the like, pod racing episode? It, from it's better, Klein. It like, it takes what those episodes do and it does the same thing, but it has those extra elements that make it interesting, engaging, like and connected tissue. to the, yeah, connected to the rest of the season. Um, in the overarching storyline of not just this season, but what will probably be this whole show. Um, and Klein, I had the same thought of these. Ha- I really think they're releasing at the same time for a reason. At least I, I really hope so. Because if not, then it really is a dumb move, in my opinion, by Disney to mm. have these going they're at the burying, same time. Because otherwise, yeah, they're just burying it. No one, yeah. no one cares. Like if you're just like a casual Star Wars fan, you see the Bad Batch, or maybe a little bit more than a casual fan, and you see the Bad Batch, and it's only the Bad Batch. And it's like, man, we had no Star Wars. Sure, maybe I'll turn this on for a little bit. When Mando's there, literally the entire Disney yeah. Plus interactive, like the yeah, UI UX, is yeah. all Mandalorian. It's yeah. completely they don't even have Mandalorian. They don't even have no. Bad Batch in that top segment. No, like I scrolled through it today <laughs> to find Jack, Mando. You say casual Star Wars fans? I know hardcore Star Wars fans who. Like right. are, who who see the Bad Batch and are like, nah, no thanks. Yeah, like I don't, so I don't I, need that well, right now. Well, well, no. Th- well, think about it this way too. Like I think what Klein just said, that anecdotal point, is being relayed in the data and like the viewership of the first season. You know, and they're seeing that and they're just like, well, we're gonna put it out, and the people that want to see this are going to go watch <laughs> you three and others, and the people that like we're not getting well, that general months. audience. And they're and they're I think they're giving up on any kind of general audience when they're pr- promoting their main Star Wars show. You know, like mm-hmm. someone who hops on Disney Plus now that's a ca- very casual viewer that maybe just bought the service and looks for something to watch related to Star Wars that's new would never, like you just said, you point out they would never find the Bad Batch. You know, they're yeah. only going to see the Mandalorian there. And and also I think we'll see how it goes as time flows as well because the Mandalorian just came out too so like obviously mm. that's going to kind of be all yeah. over the place that's, that's a premiere kind of a deal so i don't know we'll it's, see i think it'd be good to kind of see how it progresses studying D- disney plus's ui is always a fun time <laughs> yeah it i will say it's weird for adults who like have kids because maybe that's more so what i was thinking of like they turn on disney plus hey i can just put bad batch on for the kids real quick but right. if again if mando's there yeah. you're like no i'll just turn this on because it's mandalorian and it's grogu and all that shit um, but yeah, I look, I got a big, I, I kind of like sat up in my seat when I forget, I don't know if it's Nala say whoever says like, like I won't do what Emperor Palpatine is trying to do or, or it's not going to work, whatever she says. Yes. I was like, oh shit. And, and it's just, I love how they're tying it together. Bad Batch and just the Mandoverse as a whole. I love how they're filling in those gaps. It's something Star Wars has done since the prequels started. It's like retroactively making these things work and connect and explain things. Um, but yeah, I, I still overall, like I wasn't like entirely like the Zillow B stuff was cool. Um, it was very alien esque. Um, but I still think the coolest thing about this is that it's the same title as a Star Trek episode from the sixties. And it's, it's also, also the about same a monster, title as the hit so. Hillary Duff uh, album from like 2003. That's oh, even yeah. more important. I love that album. Yeah. <clears throat> really right. good. My dad's favorite Hillary Duff album. Oh, <laughs> shout out Papa. What the 
hell? Papa Felt, Felt. sorry. Yeah. My phone my phone lit up. Uh, gentlemen, let's get out of the Bad Batch. How many Bad Batchers out of five would you rank this episode, Jack? Three and a half out of five. Kleino. Exactly where I was, where I was going. Three and a half. Sick. Uh, four. Four nice. whole Bad Batchers. Look at you. I like Thomas. this one. I mean, this is probably my favorite episode no. by itself in the season. Yeah. The, du- no, the duology, the, the duology of those Senate, like this whole Senate thing, the whole like tricking of the we're getting rid of clones in the yeah. middle of the season. That's was so, awesome. That was literally. That's so if you're going to go watch a Bad Batch sequence, go just type in Bad Batch Senate sequence and just yeah. watch everything unfold. And it's it is amazing. just the world like crumbles around everybody. It's awesome. Okay. <laughs> I felt yeah. like I was reading the Padme books all over again. We are igniting our sublight engines and we are rocketing right on into the mandalorian season three chapter 17 the apostate let's start off with general thoughts uh we'll start with david david you know i've only ever talked to you about the mandalorian on a podcast how about that shit (laughs) (laughs) that's true start from the bottom so uh yeah overall thoughts i loved it i thought it was a great start man i don't really see criticisms with this one i there are criticism criticisms for sure sorry i'm congested my freaking it's driving me nuts um there are definitely criticisms here uh for this episode but i think like in my opinion nitpicks i thought this was a hot start and a good premiere for season three i think the direction is a little surprising I thought I'm a little critical of their recap at the beginning and what they did not show in terms of what happened to Book of Boba Fett. I think that was kind of silly and almost like a waste of a recap. But always, 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 always in these Mandalorian episodes and other Disney Plus shows too, in that, you know, recap video at the beginning, it is teeing you up for the contents of that episode, you know. So I do think we will get some of the Book of Boba Fett tie-in flashbacks at some point in one of those recap videos but nonetheless it was great seeing Din Djarin back it was great hearing Pedro Pascal's voice under that mask again it was great seeing Grogu use the force in fun unique ways that anyone would use in real life and it was it was great to be back especially when we hit Navarro and just seeing all the different Star Wars species and people and just things right (laughs) whether it's tech droids you know different people pirates I love that feeling. And one comment I had on the whole show was, I don't know about what you guys thought. I felt there was a production bump in the quality. I thought the CGI looked great. I thought that the makeup looked great. The animatronics were awesome. And they didn't seem to hold back on anything like that, right? Plenty of animatronics, plenty of CGI use with the opening. One, that looked awesome. Two, it, you know, we had an asteroid belt flying around in space. Obviously, we have the hyperspace moment. I just thought that was such a great um, use of, I would say, all of their visual effects that they have at their disposal, and nothing felt cheap to me. Um, She-Hulk, which is a Marvel show, I, but it's under the, that same Disney Plus budget, you know, in some senses, uh, was a kind of a, a mess when it came to the visuals. And this was not. This felt like very high-quality TV from that standpoint and that was nice to see and i and i watched it half my phone half on a laptop not even like a big screen and i was still getting chills multiple at the at the, the 7 30 mark of the episode i had chills <laughs> from head to toe um and it was phenomenal i was like sitting in 
it was like lunchtime. I'm like sitting in my uh, classroom watching my phone. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I had a great time with it. I think the journey is going to be interesting. I'm curious. I, I don't think this episode's going to be particularly memorable down the line, but I thought it was a good start. Klein, I want to jump to you because uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to get your thoughts on the CGI and the graphics and the budget as a whole because you have been the main proponent of budget not, boy. Of you are yes, you are budget boy. That is budget boy. I was a superhero. There's we've got the box That's office man right below there. me, and I am budget boy. Uh, I I think I'd actually I think I'd actually have to agree with David. Um, I don't think there were moments, especially with the giant crocodile lizard at the beginning, where I was like, if this was a Star Wars movie, it might maybe look a little there were just some shots it's like okay this is the volume but i thought that overall this was much better than book of boba fett um yeah way <laughs> better than book of boba fett from a budget standpoint i will say as the episode itself i tweeted about it it felt like putting on your favorite sweater for the first time in a long time which i is a great feeling it felt like as jack said we're home it's great we're back in this world we're back with these characters I loved it, but I do think that this was very much... This didn't hit me with the bang that I thought it possibly could have. It was very much a table-setting episode. It was like... Like, when it ended, it was me sitting there going, Really? Okay. Like, like that's it? Um, because it yeah. was... It was very much like let's reset. This almost felt like it felt like a pilot again. Like it, this yeah. very much felt like the re big like a new era of Mandalorian. I almost say like a new beginning, uh, yeah. which yeah, for better or for worse is the way it was. And I'm sure that I think next week's episode is supposed to be a big one. It's supposed to be like really really good. Uh, whereas this kind of did feel a little a little video gamey, just kind of like. He showed up. Did anyone else at the beginning think it was a flashback? Yes. Because I got chill. I got yeah. chills. I think because I'm sitting there going, oh, cool. We're starting. We're getting some Mando lore. We're learning about how he got his first helmet in this. And he flies. You get that boom, and he flies in. And I'm sitting oh. there going, they got me. Like, I felt duped. I was, I thought for <laughs> sure we were in a flashback. And yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. But I do think like, if I was to put it on a scale of 10, I'd probably be sitting at like an eight or an eight and a half. Like it was good. It was great even. Uh, but it was not like mind blowing. It was just awesome to be back mm -hmm. with these characters and have it feel so right again. Yes. That would have been a very pale Din Djarin, I will say. Yeah. Once <laughs> they showed, my man Pedro. Isn't that, did you, that's Jimmy Fallon's kid. Or not Jimmy Is Fallon. It? Jimmy, really? Jimmy Kimmel, I mean. Other late night okay. hosts. Yeah. That's fun. I I knew as soon as they showed Paz Vizsla that it was probably not uh, yeah. Din Djarin. But Jack, what did you think of the prologue for season three of The Mandalorian? Um, honestly, I I don't know if I have much to add because Klein took the words right out of my mouth. Specifically, the it, it didn't leave me with like that like it hit me with a bang type of thing. I was I was missing a little oomph from this episode that that looked like extra punch that the other two fair. premieres of the seasons have had. Um, I, I, this is de definitely my least favorite other premieres because I watched both of those before the season started. And those, the season one premiere and season two premiere are just phenomenal television. Like, again, they're not the other mind-blowing episodes of The Mandalorian we've seen, but they are just fantastic. I think you're missing like one, one like ending thing. 
because yes. that's this felt very much season one like premiere to me mm. and but we got the we got baby Yoda the, reveal the, at right, the end like right. yeah. i think that it was missing like one thing right at the end which i think yeah. that bo katan was supposed to be but i don't know yeah it wasn't I, though yeah it, yeah, it, I couldn't agree more, Klein. Mm, but I look, I, I still I, like this episode a lot. I think it's I think it's really good. I had a great time with it. Just like everyone else has said, it was like a nice reset. It's good to be back. It's good to have fun with these characters. And I'm excited to see where they go. I I do have a few critiques of it. Um, but they're they're not like, you know, I'm not like losing my mind over it. It's like, oh, this is so bad. So um I'm excited to see where they go, especially because of what Klein said. I, I have also seen on Twitter from people who watch both episodes that episode two is really, really good. It's a testament to these characters that like we can have problems with the episode, but it's just being with these people again that is like yes. has us excited, yeah. right? Yeah, like just being with. We're so long for the ride. Being with I mean, Grogu, that's what it is. It's like. I don't care. Like, I don't care what you guys do. It's it's completely different from the book of Boba Fett where you are. We were reading into everything and, and looking at Ugh. it from from a 3000 foot view a little bit uh, because I, I don't know. I, I was never in love with Boba Fett like I am in love with Pedro Pascal's Mandalorian. Um, or I his entire design. posse, by the way. Yeah. Well, oh, That's yeah. When Carl Weather shows up, I'm like, hell yeah. 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 <laughs> like, dude, like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Speaking, Thomas? oh yeah, I should probably give mine. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I I disagree about the ending in that it left like it's not like a. I will agree it's not a. Oh, okay, like I'm super hooked. It's more of a. You son of a bitch! You you, you left me l- hanging on a cliff, and you got a just a carrot. I can almost Did reach the know? carrot because she sends her on. She, she's like she sends him on his mission, and then it just it just. I, we've been for years wanting Mando to go to Mandalore. I uh, at least I have. So like I want that. That's the whole point of this season. And I thought we were gonna get him landing on Mandalore at the end, and then like cut. I have comments and, about that, and I thought that's where we we're gonna go. But there is, I f- I don't know, man. I'll just say now I don't trust Bo right now. Well, you for shouldn't. a lot of reasons, she's the, she's the villain. Is she though? And even then, it's like I don't know. I don't know. Just um, also the way she was sitting, like really cool as like a freeze frame, but in action, I was I was not into it. Well, why is sitting like that? You know, especially <laughs> yeah. with all the like armor on, it looks so uncomfortable. Legs, just keep with, talking. With her like, leg up and the helmet. I was, we're kind of jumping to the very end because we're talking about it. I was surprised <laughs> by her. Just, I was surprised by her demeanor. You know, I was surprised yeah. by how she was talking to Dinjar and like Matt on. The podcast he was he brought up it's like dude last time we saw them he had a great point so shout out to him he had a great point that all these other characters we saw basically in the book of boba fett we had a like season 2.5 bo katan we did not right we the last mm-hmm. time we saw her was on that ship with cara dune <laughs> like and this is this who is, is the next who time is we now see just her. like God, or yeah, I don't no, know. Just, I, we'll get into that. But that was the most I, TV I written out line I've ever seen. Like, that was like that was network television writing a character out. I mean, that was awesome. I love Marshall that. Dune. Oh, uh, no, well, she's she's, she's hell of, just she, no. was in, she was uh refuted by special forces. And like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, <laughs> that was that was rough. I loved that. I loved how rough it was. Um, but no, I don't know. I was I was surprised by the whole Bo Katan thing. I think. I think genuinely that's what you guys are getting at. And I agree. That was kind of my criticism I was going to bring up later. It's like it did 
there was something the heart was there but that like you said that that oomph and i just think if she is the main antagonist if she is the villain i didn't i don't know make us scared now i didn't she's, buy she's it not, i guess i don't think yeah, yeah because it, really, and i don't understand where she is either like i don't understand her motives exactly. like why isn't she more pissed mm. why isn't she i want to get into this right now because i have yeah. so many thoughts i mean i will say i don't think she is because i thought once he was going to show up because he obviously has a dark saber I thought whenever she saw him, she was going to like want to be like, all right, like, let's have it out. I challenge let's go. And the fact that yeah. she didn't makes me think she's not going to like, even if she's an antagonist for like an episode or two, it, it won't be a long lasting thing. But I agree. Her, her motives are very interesting right now. It's we've never seen Bo-Katan like this in Clone Wars Rebels. This is the most like defeated, somber. I don't give a fuck about the world anymore. Like what I'm spreading Bo-Katan. in a castle throne alone. Just no Did one. She just there. sit there for the whole day with no yeah, phone so. or like no, Probably. like just sitting there staring off. You know, on this, it it sets yeah, her up right, as though. like, is she friend? Is she foe? I, I could see next week we go to Mandalore. All of a sudden, gets bomb, like gets uh, ambushed, and that's where we get the line from the trailer. What you thought your dad was the only Mandalorian? Like mm. that was a very menacing line given in that in that trailer so it's like hmm she's gonna play a big role next episode by the way i don't think she's shocking uh no i don't think she's the villain though like at all i think it's a it's a red herring as i said last week shout out the wig um so i I, i'm just i'm intrigued to see where she's going i get it that's good (laughs) that's really good Thank I you. just got it. <laughs> it. It took you guys long enough. I was like, well, I'm just going to have to blow by that stupid one. But I definitely think her motives, not knowing what her motives are, is done intentionally. Right now, yeah. she she's the character in gray that the Mandalorian was at the beginning of the series. And so now mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued to see how they go back and forth because he was very, you know, you know, he's got a creed an honor to follow like i can bring you in warm i can bring you in cold but now he's raising a child so it's people usually tend to mando, change mando really has that. softened up hasn't he oh yeah, you know? yeah. he's just like a dad really, now yeah and this one really, it, it was so funny he's cracking jokes watching the last of us and Strange watching this it's like why do they just typecast pedro pascal now like it's like kind of the same it's like you, you can kind of you get how a small like person thing or being that needs like being taken Transport? somewhere, yeah. Pedro Pascal. There's your guy. <laughs> so true. Come though. a long way since Wonder Woman 1984. I tell you. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead. When you can be greater. <laughs> remember when he got his eyes gouged out? Oh, I remember. He went from he went from good to greater for oh, real. Jesus, that's right. Now he's got all of his eyes in every single show. We're gonna dive into the plot now. Um, this starts off with the armorer, armorer, armorer forging a helmet, which turns out to be for a youngling uh, taking the creed. She gets halfway through reciting the creed of the Mandalore when all of a sudden a dinosaur pops out of the water and starts wrecking absolute havoc. So we are obviously in the Florida of the galaxy. It's either Niamos or uh, Scarif. We'll find out wherever you know the box office is from. Maybe it's that part of the galaxy <laughs> who knows it knocks down uh, the armorer uh, she tried to hit it with a hammer by the way who the fuck does she think she is thor <laughs> it goes huge. after the young all of these tactics are so silly i'll just say like, yeah not, I don't know. yeah what man. else are they gonna do dude i don't know <laughs> run, run. 
It literally tries to eat the Mandos. <laughs> oh, calm down, Anakin. Uh, they hit Here's the skies. My favorite, thing, way. my favorite thing is they put thermal detonators <laughs> on it, and then it just did nothing. And then they no, hook them. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, Dude, super stupid. They was... hook them and just roll like an alligator. Like They do that, and I go, what are you going to do? That didn't even work. What's the fucking... I'm such an idiot. I'm like, I, don't know, I forgot what show I'm watching, because I'm like, how is this going to end? Are they all just going to like get eaten and die? Like, what is this <laughs> happening right now? And then all of a sudden you, and then all of a sudden you see it. I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> That's what show I'm watching. Oh, yeah, before we get too far away for it, from it, it, I do want to quickly shout out Lucasfilm taking a little tiny note from Marvel Studios, and, the, and instead of doing the do 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 over the uh the faces the star wars oh, yeah. like title thing yeah. they they take the audio from the scene and marvel studios yeah. because they've been doing it for so long they have i don't know we've had like pink floyd over top of mm-hmm. marvel studios logo we've had all sorts just silence in wakanda forever but like <sighs> i thought this was sick like this reminded me yeah. of, like iron man where you're just hearing like the, the tinging of metal as it's going yeah. through and it immediately felt different like i immediately was like mm-hmm. oh i'm in a different place than i usually am during this really simple little logo treatment i i like that that's a great point there klein i always skipped that and it gave me the option to skip it and i didn't because i was like different there's a new one on? yeah and i like that too they added a lot of different helmets and droids in there and i i they go they end it with bokatan and then dinjarin's helmet which i found to be very interesting um you guys have anything to say about the dinosaur, the crocodile? It was a cool. It was a cool, cool. design. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I liked I it too. I looked good, it and I thought really it fun. was a great scene. Oh my gosh, yeah. when he yeah. comes flying in, and, the, and you get into like it's like it's a beautiful way to reintroduce him, Grogu, and the starfighter. Like this is yeah. the ship he's in. He's with Grogu. This is the badass stuff he's still up to. Like that, yeah. honest, and I'll, millions I'll of people who hadn't thought about Mandalorian in two years went, "Wait, what the heck is that ship? And why is Grogu with him?" <laughs> exactly, Klein. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> also, it, it's a pretty unique look at the the children of the Watch, like yes. their culture and like like how they do this whole thing, how they take the creed, and I, I assume you always kind of have to do it in water. It is like a baptism, being almost. Baptized. Yeah. yeah. It was and, interesting. And the flags and the colors. It, it was all really cool. Yeah, and I'll be honest. I honest, I rode the wave of this moment for like the rest of the episode. I'm like, yeah. I'm happy. This is great. You know, like, <laughs> well, this was my, eight minutes of a 35 minute episode. So exactly, right? like exactly. And it, it, and it was a. I thought it was a great scene build up, and then obviously when Mando comes, and I loved how I loved the ease of how he killed the Gator too. You know, yeah. oh yeah, it, didn't take he a didn't long fight time. with that thing. He wasn't making evasive maneuvers and evading its teeth. He just goes boom. And just kills it. I thought that was great. I I just think it. I think when we go back to what we mentioned earlier, how it's like they've established all these characters. That was such the epitome of that, where it's like, yes, we can just very. I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant way to start the season, just to get us all back in and invested. Like a badass moment like that gets everyone glued to their screen immediately, even if the rest of the show, you know, episode, which I thought was good wasn't mind-blowing by any means it was a lot of table setting so i don't know i thought it was a great opening um i don't know yeah. how the whole episode compares to the other two but opening scene wise mandalorian knows how to do it think about the opening scene yes. of the first season oh, oh my, my god. god yes that was fantastic. <laughs> so good 
Mando and Armor talk, and she's like, you suck, nerd. You took your helmet off of your own free will, and oh, yeah, Mandalore is still poison. And Mando says, aha, but look at the Zeo crystal from Power Rangers. I found hiding on Mandalore. Well, technically, I got it from a Jawa who got it from another guy who got it from the Mandalore planet. But maybe it's not poison. I'm going to go bathe. That cool? Yeah, sure. And that's that scene. That was the point of the crystal. He was just like, hey, maybe it's not yeah. poisonous. Exactly. Okay. If someone can get I, this. That's why I made jokes, apparently, in the notes. I was, yeah, when I was watching this, I'm like, what's so, what is that? Like, is this going to have any kind of meaning? So he was kind of just like show and tell, like, hey. Yeah, well, because yeah. in the first season, they set up and they continue setting up in season two, Book of Boba Fett, that like the planet is cursed now ever since Bo-Katan accepted the Darksaber without winning it. The planet's cursed. It's destroyed. You can't live there. All this stuff. And then Bo-Katan in season two was like, don't believe everything you hear. Yes. Um, it's how religious the Mandalorian, like the the watch and everything is. It's fascinating. Well, especially, yeah. this, like, cool. especially this group this of cult, Mandalorians. This I think exactly. It's really cool. Like they, there's – wasn't there a – I think that was my other dialogue with Bo-Katan and uh, Din Djarin. I forget. But basically how it's like the planet is just a planet. It's there's it's nothing mystical about it or something like yes. that. Maybe that and it's the like mines, the water yeah. in the mines is just yeah. water. It's just water. Yeah, but exactly. He, they call them living water, and I think we might see some Moana shit. By the way, it oh, like gets I in there. It's like colorful in Avatar too. Like just it, like freaking Shang Chi shit. Yeah, oh, let's go. By the way, <laughs> does he have to take his so helmet off and stuff in his armor when he bathes, or does he in bathe restart. in his armor? As long as no one's there, I I imagine he gets butt naked. But, but Grogu's mm. there, mm. so Grogu mm. look away. David David just wants to see Mando take also, all his armor off and leave that helmet on. <laughs> um, That'd be awesome. <laughs> So move all your robes. We're gonna that. move Sorry, on. Sorry, I leave the helmet, helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna move. Hey, they said that in episode six, the prisoner, uh, in season one. Oh Go yeah. Go back and rewatch it. They mention it. The crazy twee. Uh, of course she but did. We gotta talk here, guys. I I only put one, one little bullet point with five words. Grogu sees Purgle in hyperspace. Yeah. Holy fuck. fuck they're it. doing it. <laughs> Dude, um, I haven't seen Rebels, obviously. Big thing of mine. You know, hey, everyone. Haven't seen really? Rebels. Hate animation. Uh, wow. I was like, wow. what is happening? This is so cool. <laughs> I was, I mean, I was living in that scene. So I'm saying, like, talking about the CGI, that looked fantastic. It that looked, looked great. beautiful. I was jealous. I was watching this on an IMAX screen. Like this is oh. a wonderful, wonderful scene. Like look at Grogu's eyes, how it's reflecting, Reflection, how the light, yeah. the light all around them. We just talked about hyperspace on the direct pod uh, with the bracket, <laughs> like a few days before. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. We're seeing it again, like talking about how beautiful it is. Like this was the epitome of that. And then seeing the Purgles, or, or you know, yeah, that's how you say it. Yep, yeah, Purgle. yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean. I don't know the importance. I, I kind of read up on it a little bit how that they're so what I read, I'm curious what you guys okay, kind of getting going to the experts now, was that they are what inspired sentient beings to then discover hyperspace. Like yeah, they yes. were kind of like the natural beings, you know, vessels that could travel at that you know, speed. And then that kind of inspired or I guess maybe gave I don't know, information or some sort of natural data to, to figure it out. There's another thing back in the day, their legends say that like, um, 
when the people first discovered hyperspace that like they would crash into the purgle because they were flying side by side and so like they would crash into ships and like kill people and all this stuff and so a lot of pilots including a character in rebels has a bit of a distaste for them because they they saw them as menacing and it's kind of the avatar thing of like well what if you know it's more so the ships getting in their way rather than they're getting in the ship's yeah. way. What if we could extract their people. goo and sell oh, it on yes. the black market? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say that Pergo were the original docking stations. Uh, they, I mean, we've seen it in Rebels. They just wrap their tentacles around you and boom, they shoot you. To, the, you are attached or you go to hyperspace just like the docking bays in the... Um, so they prequel. are the Bifrost. Got it. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I wish we um, saw uh, either Thrawn or Ezra, by the way, just like on the back of him. Like, yeah. Hey, just like he's like, riding it. <laughs> like, I'm so glad that didn't happen. First that was rough. There's a bring man standing on top waving. <laughs> like yeah. Ego in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, too, it's the one inch man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they eventually land at Navarro or on Navarro? Sure, whatever. And they admire how the streets have changed. And then they look at the IG-11 statue. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Hi, Magistrate Grief Karga sells Mando on living on Navarro, the hub of the Hydean Way, as a landed gentry, only to be interrupted by a droid who says there turns out to be pirates running amok on Navarro. He doesn't say it like that. I just wanted to say it like that. Um, in this sequence, we have Grogu. I mean, it's from the clip. If you watch the first clip, just you understand what happens in this scene. It's literally the whole entire scene. Uh, do we have Beats anything to say before we jump to the Navarro to, to, to the standoff? No, wonderful. Vane and the Side Street Boys want a drink, but it's at the school, and Pirate King Gorian Shard allegedly helped pay for the school uh, bar. Excuse me for this bar slash school, according to the main Vane, of course. Grief Karga isn't about that shit. So this leads to a standoff. And Karga, with his dope-ass accuracy, shoots the blaster out of his hand. Then the side street boys go to pull their weapons and are taken out by Mando and Karga. Vane then runs off to tell the Pirate King that Navarro is no longer friendly to pirates. That was a fun scene. The, scene. Uh, is I this really the first time we've seen these... Um... I don't know what this alien. I will say Hondo from the Clone Wars. <laughs> is this the first time we've seen them in live action? Because they no. looked great. No, we have not. A Hondo is actually. A, I don't uh, think so. But I hope. God, I hope Hondo what shows is up Bosk? at some point. Oh my god, Bosk related. Bosk, no, Bosk is, is he's a bounty Doshi. hunter. He's. Uh, sure he's well, like, I'm talking about like like the species, Doshi. not like him yeah, personally. They're, no, they're he's a different mm. species. Yeah. So there was a trend. Trandoshan in this episode, though, flying later on. Yeah, there was. The pirates. Yeah, Bosk, okay. they, they, Bosk is sure more like lizard looking. Yeah, there like, was one very, with them yeah. on the ground. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was uh, one on oh, the ground. Oh, there was oh, a weak way, too. which is actually what Hondo is. Yes, and I cannot remember what Vane is off the top of my head. The By the way, Vane, the lead you know pirate? What's oh, sorry, Jack. Yes. Oh, just real quick. I was going to say what's cool about the sequence is that this, this is the bar that like mando and grief like talked in in season one right that he's talking about that's not a school like yeah. th that's even a cooler way to just show how far they've come like this is Very, literally where yeah. bounty hunters were getting drunk and get you know finding people to go like basically do their bounty hunting thing from grief and now it's it's straight up a school that's very awesome. cool cool world building i would say like in, yeah. in like you said the 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 progression of Navarro and representing the progression of the show i thought was very cool in in this episode in general just kind of 
kicking off season three. I liked about the lead. What was it? Van? Vane. Uh, Vane. Um, he's the one, like the lead pirate, where like he didn't have teeth almost. Like you saw like inside of his yeah. mouth. I love that design. I'm like this, and yeah. like makeup wise, I'm like, holy, this looks really good and like creepy and scary and like just interesting to look at. I mean, besides we have mentioned before the swamp thing guy at the end, it's just so interesting <laughs> to look at. <laughs> yes. I love that so much. You obviously read the notes. Uh, Adonis Creed's dad wants Mando to be the new marshal because Kara Sorinthia <laughs> Dune is in the special forces. Forges? Forces. We got there. And Mando, uh, excuse me, Carl right, Weathers. Better than Gunner, okay, I will say it's better than like she got it. Yeah. I don't know. She got into a mining accident and disappeared. Like, I still wish it did like a was intro. Um, uh, Cargo wants Navarro to remain independent vehemently, of course, so no new Republic goons are allowed. Mando decide, uh, finally tells him I'm here on business. It only took like 18 minutes of this episode, but sure. Mando says he wants IG-11 to guide him around Mandalore. We get to the point where he works his magic only for the original programming to kick in as IG-11 tries to kill baby Grogu. Uh, like a little right. zombie droid, the top half of IG-11 crawls around the floor trying to get Grogu. Eventually, the droid uses Grief Karga's head statue to drop down and crush the head of IG-11. And that's when we get that amazing dad joke. Don't forget that's to one use your head. head. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> So funny. I caught it this time and I just started crack uh, cackling while typing. So uh, is it going kind of out of place to me? <laughs> it did. It, it totally it totally felt like if that joke had appeared in Mando season one, we would have all been like, oh, no. this is this is totally completely different than everything else going on here. <laughs> it's just like, John that man, that man just sliced like, hey. a dude in half with a door and is yeah. now making. Yeah, it's but it's odd, because he but... is, he's friends with Karga. So he's got his he's let his shield down a little bit, his guard down. Um, I enjoyed the joke for what it was, and it took me three watches to recognize it. Yeah, I'm it like, very oh, MCU. Yeah. It felt very MCU to me. I've yeah, heard that's what happens did. this season as we go into the Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe like versus that. the world between worlds and Mando slices off Thanos's arm and mm. stabs him in the face with the Darksaber so Thor can have some kind of peace and quiet. I don't know. They take IG-11 to the Anzellans and we get an incredible back and forth between where Grief Karga tries to translate for the Anzellans after Mando says one time that he doesn't understand them. Uh, repeating <laughs> every awesome. single time. He repeats them every single time, even when one speaks solid basic. And just the look over is like, dude, I, I, I can understand him now. Just chill. He's like, okay. Just, oh, the scene itself and Mando just like crisscross applesauce, hunched down, yeah. <laughs> this little hut. It's so good. I loved this scene. Everything about it. I thought it was so funny, just charismatic. Oh, and, and genuinely – Hilarious. Like, I thought perfect was Star Wars humor. Yes. Yeah, I will say the comedic timing by Carl Weathers is like is oh, 10 out of genius. 10. The, yeah. the, the first he couple said, times when he's saying it is like, okay, the, like maybe he actually needs some help. But by the end of the conversation, yeah. like, I was like full on laughing. I'm like, <laughs> and I love the Pedro Pascal, the way he plays it. He goes, What's uh, he say to him? He says, I got it. Like, he, like, he just, <laughs> just like, I, I understand. Okay. Uh, it's so good. Yeah, so good. I got it. Absolutely love it. Uh, they cannot repair IG-11 because the memory circuit is so rare 
That is exactly when Grogu hugs one so hard, his eyes almost pop out of his head. Uh, Best moment of this no episode, more. man. Yes, yeah, it was. Little, no, 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 Bad baby. Bad baby. Bad baby. Sorry, he's young. Um, <laughs> that was so good. Funny, it was so It was so visually hilarious. And like, then he tried I, to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, how the scene ends. He's a little kid. And he's, the best part is the all these are practical. Like, they're just, they're moving yes. around like oh puppets. God. The like, facial expressions. are puppets, but it's, it's, you, you, it's the Star Wars thing. It's like, you can tell, okay, this is not a, this is not a CGI thing. This mm-hmm. is a real yeah. physical object. It's moving around like a puppet, yet I believe it's alive. Yeah. Yeah. I fully believed it. I loved the, like, I was analyzing whenever they'd move uh, the Anzellans, like, hunching. I was watching what uh, their their skin, basically. I was looking to see if I could find, like, creases or inconsistencies, and it looked like skin moving. It was beautiful. Um, they end this scene uh, with Mando saying he will find a new brain for our favorite Kiwi murder bot. So the Anzellans will now rebuild his body, I believe, is how it comes down. Why the fuck does he actually want IG-11? Can someone tell me that? Because I have question, a, dude. a couple he says theories. It. It's yeah, because but- remember in season one, he hates droids. He <laughs> hates droids. But okay. IG was the only droid that he ended up trusting. It was the first droid that he ended up being like friends with. So okay. if he needs a droid, he yeah, if he right. needs a droid, he only wants IG. Yeah. Okay. And like droids that. killed his parents. That's also something that I kind of forgot about. I had to remember. It's like that's it, he doesn't just hate droids for hating droids and being a racist against droids. Like they Droidist, killed his yeah. The, there you go. Um, they killed his parents, and it's it's a great character arc in season one. I like how they kind of brought it back here. But also, I can see John Favreau just going, "I really want to bring IG Eleven back. I'm just gonna write it in. Whatever. <laughs> just let's see if we yeah. can get Taika Waititi. He's not doing yeah. anything right like, now. He's not. <laughs> he's, He's met other droids, but I'm thinking he he's not just wanting someone to guide. I think he's also wanting a protector at the same time. Yes. Um, both for him and Grogu, just to have someone to have his back and his 12 o'clock, Definitely 3 Grogu. o'clock, 6 o'clock, because he rotates 360 degrees. So, um, yeah, I liked it. I'm intrigued. I don't mind listening to Taika Waititi voice characters in any way, shape, or form. So if he comes back, that'll be exciting. We head to Space and uh, in space, the pirate pirates pirates come for Mando, and he takes down four of them in spectacular fashion. Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of good ship stuff going on here. It's very sexy. Mando chases down Vane, only to find out it's a trap. The pirate king, aka Swamp Thing, is waiting for him, and basically says, "I will give you your life if you give me your ship." And Mando says, "Kid." Never trust a pirate. Sublight thrusters engage, and boom! They're out of danger. This oh, was such a sexy scene. scene. So and sexy. Swamp Thing growls at the end. That's how the scene ends. Can we talk about this guy's design? Yes, like, we gotta talk about Swamp Thing real quick. I, I have no, like... It makes sense. It feels so Star Wars, but when it popped up, I I, I audibly laughed. I uh, like, yeah. yeah. What yeah. is that? Like a Muppet-looking thing. Um, yeah. he's yeah. Davy Jones, basically. Oh, yeah. basically. And this whole fight... I love the choreography of it. This like I'm outrunning them. Okay, I'm not now. And then it turns into this like almost cat and mouse, where just mm-hmm. he's like Batman. hiding in these little craters almost, and just like coming out yeah. behind him and taking like it was so very Batman. Yeah, if Batman what, what, was in space, this is what Mando, he would do. Mando killed the one guy behind the rock. He goes, "I'm Batman." <laughs> 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 who, who are you, <laughs> Rachel? Uh, 
<laughs> Rachel, I'm finishing. No, no, no. I just lost my voice. Uh, <laughs> I think kind of talks like that. He is basically Star Wars warm, Batman. Or I can bring you in cold. Yeah, he kind of is Star Wars Batman. He uh, mentioned in an interview recently that that's just he how he got to that voice was it's just his bedroom voice, like his like sexy time yeah. voice. And now I can't unhear it. <laughs> like every time he talks, I'm like, oh, yeah, Paige. Okay, Paige. Would you like to bathe in the living waters of Mandalore with me? I'm going to bathe in the living waters. As long as you leave the helmet on, Pedro. (laughs) Um, Mando and Grogu land on Kelvala, a planet in the Mandalore system. And that's a Mandalorian castle, he says. They go to talk to Bo-Katan, a.k.a. Lady Loki, a.k.a. the Red Herring. She says, after some shit, he says, I'm going to join you, which caught me way off guard. Did not expect that. Uh, she says her forces melted away after she returned without the dark saber, and the fleet became mercenaries. She tells Din to wave that black, uh, that dark saber around, and they'll follow him. He says he's going to Mandalore to bathe in the waters of the mines to redeem himself. And Bo-Katan mentions, as we said earlier from David, that it is just water. There's nothing special about it. It allowed them to mine the ore of scar back in the days and everything else is just uh, a specific word i can't remember right now superstition there it is we got there mm, yes yeah, um then she says the planet has been ravaged plundered and poisoned mando remind us that she once said the curse was a lie so make up her mind she tells him the mines are under the city of San- sundari the capital dome city we see be destroyed both in the book of Boba Fett, you know, the only things coming out of the book of Boba Fett were that end in the beginning where it's like, have you removed your helmet? Mm. Um, and then he says, fuck it. I'm going anyway. I'll find out myself. And she says, goodbye, Din Djarin, or good luck, Din Djarin? Good. I think goodbye. I forgot. I, I watched I the good Bad Batch after. So this Anyways, makes no sense to me, by the way. The ending? No, just like, why does he go see her? Like, I know he says he wants to join her, but he goes he's like i'm gonna go get the ig11 part right yeah right because this is, I need this I, is where this is where i'm 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 with you here jack there's no logic this ride. He, he says i need the ig11 part because i need ig11 to help me explore mandalore but right. now i'm gonna go to the mandalorian system before i get the part to visit bo katan and then what he's gonna go get the part and then go back to navarro and then get yes. ig11 so and then go back to let's, mandalore it let's go no from point sense. a to point b here jack okay so in this episode mando and grogu show up they save these people right yep. then they go to navarro why do they go to navarro ig11 because he needs him for mandalore he needs he needs him for mandalore exactly okay so we're gonna go to navarro we go to navarro we find ig11 it doesn't work okay we need a droid smith who can fix it because we need a new memory card or whatever like you'd put in your GameCube. So then he gets in the ship and flies to Bo-Katan yeah. and says, okay, I'm going to Mandalore. Escape some pirates on the way, by the way. Yeah, some pirates. <laughs> okay, I'm going to Mandalore. She goes, okay, and then he leaves. I thought yeah, he needed IG-11 okay. to get to Mandalore. Yeah, Not I to get like, to Mandalore. Well, to but help him on, on, on Mandalore. Yeah. On Mandalore. The reason so he, he is the reason he needs a droid is Mandalore related. Why does he go to Bo-Katan first? He, he's talking to a okay. droid smith. He needs the droid. 
I'm maybe. just saying if we go to Mandalore next week, the whole IG-11 thing is literally just because John Favreau wants him back on the show. Like, exactly. Or, I, think, I think we get to, to Mandalore later. Fully. I think so too, but I'm, I'm just like throwing me, it out It's there. like me it driving make 400 kilometers to get the gas I needed at the beginning. Like I, like I don't... <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I, I don't understand. Or I guess 400 miles would make sense for you. Like, I, it's you're doing things out of order. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make I don't sense. Know. I, I don't. I, I am with you guys on this one. It, I think it's such a nitpick, but like. It is. It is but it's also like how the episode ends. You're kind of just like. I know. Oh, I, yes. had a, I just had a great time. But like, where are we going next? Like, what is. Yeah. <laughs> what was the point in, in some ways? And, and also, yeah, it, it was confusing in terms of what. Line just laid out. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It, it it threw me off as well. And I think one thing that frustrated me about this episode just a little bit was like before it felt like a Mandalorian. There were external conflicts causing him to do certain things. This is a very much so an internal conflict of him wanting to basically repent for his sins, wash away his sins. All the you know, you guys, you know, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. basically do all this, and I. It's like he's going to stumble around in this journey to do it, and that's going to be the season's plot. That's my only kind of thing, right? It's like, all right. Well, because we leading this to one. this point, it's been all about getting Grogu to something or figuring yeah. out what is and with this. Like, but now the- it isn't that. Now it's just he's here. I, Let's I think we could have used a scene of I understanding guess. why Din really wants to get redeemed again and be exactly. with the second man. Why does he that's care so much? Like, if. If I were writing the show, I feel like I would have taken Mando in a different direction where he feels like he outgrew the watch instead of having to still feel like he has to go to them and look for their approval and, you know, really care about like and broke the creed by taking removing the mask. And I guess I don't feel like we've gotten to a point, I guess, maybe from his origin of like why that fundamentally means so much to him where he, like this this is the plot of this ep- or of this season it seems like so far to be fair like that could be like where he ends up at the end of this season or maybe in the middle of the season of like maybe. that he he will move on and move past it i it does again it it would be helpful and you can't ask people to do this but it would be helpful to rewatch season 1 because then you probably get a better understanding of like how much that culture and those people who True. saved him mean to them him and this is yeah. the only life he's ever known but still That's like true. It, interacting with other mandos without their helmets and then with grogu you would think maybe so at this much point, since then right, too right yeah Near all right guys, well i gotta go it's been a lot of fun Space mando's whales, back man. baby mando <laughs> is back how many episodes is it doing eight again probably eight. yep oh. and it's i'm happy they're kind of doing it week by week actually for this one i like the weekly yeah uh, refresh of mando all right what's what's going on <laughs> next and the episodes are never that long Unlike say like Andor, right? Yeah, they're mm. they're never Andor length though. Andor episodes, those those were so different. I mean, it's I almost forgot Andor <laughs> it was, was like great. a Star what a time Lord to be show. alive. I yeah. loved Andor. I miss it. I'm so excited for the next season. I'm sad we only get two of those, but I hope they take that same maybe creative team and do another kind of man or a you know Andor esque show out. Caridim story, the acolyte, uh, maybe special forces featuring Caridim, <laughs> <laughs> the return. <laughs> Caridun on a special mission. It's it's like oh it's like on some alt like streaming service on like some random like thing. Get it now on eight chan. Yeah. H-chan. All right, guys. Have a good night. All right, David. Thanks for stopping by, man. Yeah. See ya. See you guys. Bye, oh, bye. It's just David.
Yeah, Jack. We're not done yet. We got. Yeah. We still. Have yeah, yeah Jack's still, like, I'm done now. David's gone. gone. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Two man show. We, Y'all read the news. Can we? Like, I mean, I feel like we're wrapping up the the Mando talk Mando. a little bit, but I do yeah. want to ask you guys. As people who watched Book of Boba Fett, we obviously can't remove ourselves from having seen that. We can't repent those sins. That is done. However, for people who haven't, how do we feel about this whole Mando Grogu situation? Because the last, and here's here's what I'll say, Thomas, because I know that they they haven't they haven't really like given us a recap of what happened for people who missed it. But my only thing is this isn't like. Mando season three, episode one, it is Mando chapter 17 and chapter 16 was where we left these characters and they were off going, doing their own thing. Can we take, and now they're just all of a sudden back. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I like that idea. I like that idea, but I do want to say, um, in a very star Warsian, a very Lucasian way, they explain it in a single line. Which is so Star Wars, so fucking Star mm. Wars. But I don't yeah. think I don't think and Sue it, and John and Front Porch are gonna understand that. No, and going, I was why just is the about green to guy say, not here? Or, I was just about to here. say, like, it's not. It doesn't give you the idea. Like, it doesn't explain it well in any way, shape, or form, and it doesn't let you get hit with the emotional connection uh, of these characters. But it. And I don't like it. I really don't like it. I was really hoping I can't they help dive but wish into they were separated more. for like I would say this season, and we have two parallel stories where we're like going back and forth, and it's like, what's Mando <sighs> doing? Oh, he's doing adventures, but realizing, wait, maybe he does this whole Mandalore thing, and is realizing like, wait, like I need my boy, and and then you're getting the Grogu like little bits of training and stuff like that. Like there would be a way to do it, I think. <sighs> that would be a a I think a bigger thing than what they've done before because. It'd yeah. be two parallel stories and you'd have to weave things in and out and stuff like that. But I think that that just to me work would have worked concept, so much better. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree, Klein. And I'm not going to, I agree with what both you guys have said. I'm not going to criticize it too much until I see exactly where the season goes to see what. I don't think we're Favreau, getting anything. I, well, I just, I just want to see what Favreau yeah. wanted to get to so quickly in this season to, to rush things in the book of Boba Fett. Because clearly he, he's talked about so many times of like I it would be great to like just be able to do that stuff in the book of Boba Fett and then we can really just take off with season three. It's like okay, well, what? Why do you want to take off? So but did like, he what, not? So he so but, but then that to me it's like okay, so you've been planning, you want to get to this culmination thing and all this and all that. So does that mean that he just like when they did it, it season two was like, well, we'll just we'll just do this and figure it out later. Like that seems I don't know shoddily no. put together. I think I, don't know. I think we can't pro- progress without diving into the Rebel Report. So we're gonna go ahead and start. Can we start there, Jack? Is uh, that cool with you? Yeah, we can. But do, should we just like say final thoughts, like at all? Yeah. This, anyone do else you have recommend else going and watching the Mandalorian season three, episode one, Thomas? Yes, Jack. I guess. Klein. Yes, I do. Uh, should, we, should we do, I guess, live production one, meeting? Yes, here we go. <laughs> out of one and a half Mandalorians, one being Din Djarin, half being oh Grogu, how do you rank this? Got this. Hang on. I gotta <laughs> one and a half Mandalorians? <laughs> Hang on. Um, so I don't know. 1.25? I love it. That's good. I like that. 
I don't know. I don't know. Hang on. Hang on. Let me think. What would I this do? This is the best. This, this is, is, this is fucking with my I'm head. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> What's half of 1.5? 0. 0.7? 0. 0.75? Yeah. So that so 0.75 would be two and a half out of five stars. Um, I will. I'm gonna say I, get, I give it. Go, Thomas. I give it point. Uh, I give it one whole Mandalorian. I will say that. That's that is. I think I agree. I I said one point two five. I'm realizing that's much too high. I know. I think your one point two five is actually accurate. It's closer to an eight that you gave it earlier. I believe you rated it. Yeah. Um. I I'm saying one whole Mandalorian because I fucked my math up, but also like, it's a prologue and it does nothing bad with it. Yeah. But it left me wanting more and not necessarily in give me more swamp the best thing. way. Yeah. So, so I will say this one, one out of one and a half, one out of one and a half is equivalent to slightly above three stars out of five. Yeah. That's would be about, I think where so, I would go. So I'll, I'll go with one out of 1.5 as well. Cause it's close enough to three stars. Cause that's if we were doing out of five, I would give it three. So there you okay. go. I like it. Jeez, Thomas, you um, fuck you. Me out there. I had to switch from my creative Star Wars brain to my like. That's math. okay. I'm really happy to help <laughs> out here. We're gonna jump on into the <laughs> Rebel Report news, 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 news. How do you nail that every time? It's just so good. Please tell us about John Favreau fucking with our heads because we oh, got to continue our chat. Yeah, so uh, more fucking with our heads. Uh, ahead of the premiere of The Mandalorian Season 3, John Favreau decided to fuck with everybody's understanding of the Star Wars timeline. Speaking with Sky Talkers, Favreau discussed Grogu's Jedi training with Luke Skywalker. He seemed to confirm that Grogu and Din Djarin had been apart for two years, indicating that Baby Yoda was with Luke during that period. Favreau stated... And we know that he started off earlier in the Jedi Temple. We've seen flashbacks to that. And then we know that he's been rescued and spent many years with the Mandalorian. Many years with the Mandalorian, just to repeat that. Went back with Luke. Now we've been two years apart from him. There, We've been two years apart from him there training. Not long after these comments, though, Favreau did some on-the-spot cleanup. In an interview with Variety at the world premiere of Season 3 of The Mandalorian, Favreau was asked about these comments on how long Grogu was training with Luke Skywalker. He clarified, I don't know if I said many years. You did, John. It's probably about the real timeline that we've experienced it. So it was the end of Season 2 when they said goodbye. We checked in in the Book of Boba Fett about a year ago when they parted company again, and then he rejoined The Mandalorian. So now I think somewhere between zero and two years in reference to how long he was with Luke. Um, when it was stated that the two main characters weren't apart that many years, Favreau responded, no, 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 not that many. We're running out of screen time, you know? We only have 30 years to tell all of our stories, and we have a lot more stories to tell. Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's fair to say that the whole internet freaked the F out for quite some time before he yeah. clarified on... But not us. We were really chill. Yeah, yeah, we we were totally chill. So there's You're there's right. two ways to break down these initial comments. Um, because one thing I don't think he went he's not going back on is that Grogu in the Mandalorian in seasons one and two that takes place over many years. What he's specifically referencing is not many years is his time is Grogu's time with Luke, which he said could be anywhere between zero and two years. So look, at first I was like. 
many years with the Mandalorian in seasons one and two, I can buy into that. It's still a stretch, but if you want to say it was many years, you know, like one or I guess many has to be plural. So two to three. Sure. I'll give you that. I st- it's still a stretch, but I'll give it to you. Him, I, I, even if you say it's two years with Luke, which it's, I mean, based off his comments, you could still deduce. It's like, no way. And this goes into the whole conversation that you brought up, Klein, of how the book of Boba Fett handled not just his reunion with Mando, but Grogu's training with Luke. And may, like, I think, I don't know who brought it up in our group chat, but like, it seemed like in the book of Boba Fett, he was just learning the basics. Yeah. It and felt you're like telling been me he had like, been there for a like long time? Yeah. <laughs> like what? So I don't I don't even know kind of like where to go or start with this, but Klein, let's go to you first. You have a lot of thoughts on it. Tell us what you think. I just it, it it ultimately comes back to the book of Boba Fett and this decision being hasty. And yeah. I and and even jumping back as much as we love the season two finale, like separating these characters should have meant something and it ultimately didn't mean anything at all and if you haven't seen book of boba fett you're coming into season three going oh they're back together cool mm-hmm. i guess and it just it feels very for somebody like i mean maybe they don't have every single detail locked down but the whole idea of the Mandoverse is like we're building to something like this is this is gonna work and star wars narrative gets messy but they have feloni and favreau seems to have a good head on his shoulders with these sort of things having done stuff in the marvel universe and and that kind of thing but it just feels like it's totally unneeded and you could have i think told an effective story either by keeping them together at the end of season two and never having to deal with this or an effective story of splitting them up and having maybe a season where at the end of maybe this season maybe we go through all of book of boba fett we get some mando stuff we get all the way through season three and then he maybe just starts to realize okay i need him back i need my boy and then mando season four can that can be the plot of mando season four i need to get him back um while maybe there's some issues with Grogu being, I don't know, maybe Luke finds a like something wrong with Grogu and and his force balances off or something something crazy. I just I think that this timing, like going back to the crux of the news story, the timing of it all, it's no matter how you parse it, it's seems ridiculous. Like no yeah. matter how you look at it, it seems ridiculous. I think the many years for Mando season two and one actively I think takes away from those first two seasons for me because they Mm. did feel very much like to jump back to another TV series that's featuring Pedro Pascal right now. It felt very much like the last of us where it is like these characters who they're together for in the last of us. It's one whole year. And it's like, you can see the passage of time and, and you know how much time has gone by and you can see the relationship building. Whereas in the man in Mando, it felt very much like we were seeing almost every day with them. Maybe there was like a month or two in between things, but we were seeing like that relationship build. Whereas when he says it's many day, many years, okay, so does that mean it was five years? That means there's so much in there that we didn't see, and now their connection to me is almost lessened because I didn't get to see hmm. that. You're just telling me that it's there. Interesting. I will say for me, I I can buy that many years for one and two. And I, I didn't rewatch all of season one. I did season two. But there are moments in season one where like an episode starts and they're being chased by somebody or all of a sudden they're just like on a planet. And so I can see where there was time in between. It doesn't lessen it for me because they. I still think they did a phenomenal job showing me the moments of where it did grow 
And then if you're just saying there were moments in between there, sure. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest, I just want to know what the point with the Luke stuff was. Like, what's exactly. the point if this is what you're going to do? I, I think for me, it's just going to the Luke stuff and the whole rushed reunion. It's not something that like bothers me every time. Like I didn't think watch this premiere really thinking about that. Me but neither. every time I, I was do think just smiling about looking it, looking at Grogu, right? And every time I do think about it and 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 talk about it, it just seems more like a missed opportunity rather than a criticism I have of the show because of what exactly what you explained, Klein, of like how they could have set up this season uh, with the multiple storylines and kind of going back and forth and how much it would have meant to the characters' journeys, Thomas. Where are you at with all this? Not just the the many years, the two years, whatever the years, but also going back to that conversation about the book of Boba Fett and how they've handled this reunion. Uh, rushed. Even, even, even when they actually do see each other again, it's underwhelming. Oh, because yeah. it hasn't I, been that long. No, it's we not haven't even seen that. them without. We no, we literally dude. have not seen them with. We've seen one episode. If you count the one episode of Book of that's Boba Fett, not even we've seen one about. episode of them apart. We've that's not even what I'm talking about. That's the sad part. Literally, he pops out. What is he doing here? Oh my god. Oh, okay. Well, we got to get out of here. Run. We got to go. They're being chased by giant fucking Cylons. Like, <laughs> it is so. As fans of these characters, it's underwhelming. Like it just happens and then we're blowing by it. Like, okay, they've seen each other. Beepity boppity boop. Now we're going to go fight. Oh, look, everything's copacetic. I didn't like that. I didn't like it. Um, The thing that bothers me the most, not the two years since leaving separation. That does annoy me. I I wanted a, just like Klein mentioned earlier, a juxtaposing season of them going on their journeys. Only I wanted like, the force to bring them back together. I love the fact that it's a choice. He chooses to go back to Mando. I love that. But originally more effective three years from now. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Good. Yes. Um, but the many years part worries me. If he's not wanting to step back on that specific part, it's uh, what, what defines many years. He was I mean, very it specific. Could, it could be, it could be two. It could be no. 25. He was very specific on the two years. Anything. Okay. So it could like, be three, <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense. Right? Like, yeah, I, I don't, feel like it just doesn't work. <laughs> and the worst part is he goes, we only have 30 years to tell all of our stories. Asterisk wrong. You got 25 years. Cause you started five years after the return of the Jedi. I thought the exact same thing, Thomas, but can I can I just jump in here and say I, I do think Favreau not he's being flippant saying like he should be talking. more specific, but he yeah, he it's it's just it's just like a conversation. And I think it like because like if I'm talking with someone about Mando, I'm not gonna get into well technic like a casual fan, I should say. I'm not gonna be like, well, technically it's five years after Return of Jedi, so it's only twenty five years until Force Awakens. I, I think he flipping is a good word. Like he he's just kind of like just talking. It's just he, like it's not like he's in a store. Like if he's in a writer's room, they're coming up and he's like, Okay, well, we have thirty years. It's like, uh, no, 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 Johnny Favs. We we, we don't Dave have that Favs. many. But he's just on a red carpet talking to an interview. So like I'm not putting that kind of pressure on him, but Thomas, I a hundred percent though. Like it's 
this is very all over the place yeah to say the least and i don't like the many years part because that means like we were told by by dave filoni himself that the ahsoka uh that the rebels prologue is five years after the war he said that i'm pretty certain at a some yeah i'm pretty sure he said it was five years after that point in an interview before the Mandalorian ever started, or maybe after the Mandalorian started. Yeah, it's about mm. the same time. I can't honestly remember. I but, know he like talked about that. It, yeah. it, we don't know exactly when it happened. Didn't it happen and, right at Return yeah. of the Jedi? Because they showed Jason Syndulla. Oh, tr- you are right. And he dude. is you our time right. barometer. He's, yes, he's pretty old in that epilogue. Klein, relative so, department? Yeah, I uh, just did a quick Google, and this is... It is related to what we're talking about. He said, he didn't say the five years. He said that it's possible that the Rebels epilogue happens after the Mandalorian. Yeah. This is from December 3rd, 2020. When he was asked about it and how it all fits together, he said, right. But no, it's an interesting one. That's not necessarily, it's not necessarily chronological. I think the thing that people will most, will most not understand is they want to go in a linear fashion. But as I learned as a kid, nothing in Star Wars really works in a linear fashion. You do episode four, five, six, then one, two, three. So in the vein of that history, when you look at the epilogue of Rebels, you don't really know how much time has passed. So it's possible that the story I'm telling in The Mandalorian actually takes place prior to that. Possible. I'm saying it's possible. And for context, it's because most people, all of us were confused of like, well, last time we saw Ahsoka, she was picking up Sabine. Where's Sabine? They were trying to go Mm -hmm. find Ezra. And that's his response of like, well, it's not all chronological. And then we'll get the Rebels epilogue in the first episode of Ahsoka. Or the post-credits of this. (laughs) Okay. So, all right. I feel better about that then because I was always saying Jason Sindula is about five, maybe a little older than five. If you want to say the Mandalorian season one and two take place over many years, let's say it takes place over four years. We'll say three to four years. I'll give it four. I'll give it the rebels love four years. That gets us nine years post uh, return of the Jedi. Yes. Which Jason Sindula seems to have been born, had to have been born around the events of we'll say before empire strikes back right we it has to be sure. before empire because mm-hmm. that's more than a year i think between the new hope and that and rebels ends so it's like a weird thing can, so can i fuck with you even more thomas hold on let me get to, let me okay. get to this math real fast <laughs> and then fuck with me because i can tell i'm gonna lose it uh you got that three so then you add another five to get the mandalorian he's about eight years old i think that was where my time barometer came from then if you want to say he's 10 or 11, you know, about the age of a youngling become a, becoming a Padawan, let's say he's Ahsoka's age, we'll give it, bump it up to 12. That would get us right around this point in timeline if we add the many years. So nine years post-Return of the Jedi would be about 12 years old for this Jason Syndulla. Yes. Now the problem is add the two years. And that epilogue that we saw in Rebels, he's a fucking child. And he did say, I do believe he said, that is Kanan's son at a certain point. Because he talks about when would it happen. There's a He's talked about when would it yeah. happen. And it's, it actually is like, this episode 
when hey, they immaculate go off conception screen, has happened in this yeah. series before. Okay, so oh, is it, when when, when uh, uh, Sabine says, "And well, we all know who his father was," and so it's like Palpatine or some shit. This <laughs> is like oh another my clone. God. <laughs> um, but I will say, here, here's the thing about all this: if this question was asked to Filoni, he would have been more on top of it. I think he would have given a much more appropriate answer. I'm not saying Favreau knows less than him. It, it's just, I think it's just the way they talk. They're two different it. people. Exactly. Like, Filoni's Favreau much more steeped very much into the, the Star Wars lore. Exactly. Exactly. Favreau, mm-hmm. Filoni is the, like, he is us. He is the Thomas Carter Rochester. He's going to sit down and go yep. year by year between. Favreau's very much the yes. Star Wars is mystical and cool, man. And I love it. And mm-hmm. that, like, and that's what you get because mm-hmm. of this. Or that's what, that's how you get to where he is here. Yeah, the the other thing about this is that Pablo Hidalgo is just gonna he's the keeper of the keys in terms of all the canon. And so Pablo could put out a tweet and he may have been like, Yeah, no, this isn't it's not quite that, it's actually this. And it like I don't think the other good thing I think about Floney and Favreau being in charge, personally to me, is that they I think they're gonna follow more so in the veins of George Lucas and not give a like all their focus and attention to making sure the timeline matches up. And, and making sure this makes sense and that makes sense and doing the MCU of it all. That's great for the MCU. It's what it's built on. That's that's fine. But th- that's not that's not their focus. So if there is maybe like age differences between how J- how old Jason Sindula should be and and this and that, they're, it, I, I really think they just approach it like, yeah, but like let's just tell the story we want to tell first and foremost. So, yes, Thomas? I love that. I agree with that. And I want to end this conversation with what uh, – Ahsoka says there's always a little truth in legends. And I think that's what we need. You're talking about it and you're right, man. Star Wars is a mythos. It's a legend. The books that are canon are different than the animation that is canon. The comics that are canon are different than what we see in Bad Batch for Kanan Jarrus's origin. It's all about the point of view that you have. And you might have like, like, um, like uh, House of the Dragon, the book that it's defined off of is written by maesters, right? People Great. who aren't actually involved with it. And so, in a way, we are the maesters designing the book of rain and fire or fire yeah. and blood. So, I love that, man. I love that. It's all from a certain all point of view, yeah. straight up. That's literally what Star Wars is. But, um, but to, to just like, antagonized i mean well no just the whole like the whole reason we had this conversation is the time gaps in the mandalorian are silly yes and it didn't yeah, need to be definitely. this way no no it didn't <laughs> and and that's the other thing i'm not gonna i might focus a little bit more on like the boba fett rush reunion but in terms of the actual timeline of it all unless someone explicitly calls it out in the show unless whatever. hating unless little jake lloyd shows up during the mandalorian <laughs> i'm I'm not gonna be too worried. <laughs> be like, what are we doing here? <laughs> You'd be like, yippee! <laughs> You're a little like me. Save it for the end yeah. of the show, Klein. <laughs> I uh, oh my god. I I will say, um, it does knowing that there's zero to two years. What a great timeline, right there. We have right there zero to two years that he's been with Luke. Yeah, explains so why Grogu can walk now. I was going to say, oh, when's yeah, when this kid going to grow up? Like, when is he going to at least show any sign of not being as little? I, I, honestly, well, I don't know I about say around physically, but... Years old. 
Really? Yeah, okay. I don't know about physically, but in terms of, I think he's going to speak in in this season. Oh, nice. I What's think he he's Jackson. He'll say, "Hey, Dad, get me a beer." <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> Just that a way. massively deep voice. <laughs> that way. <laughs> that way. The way. He that won't way. say the way. He'll, He'll say, say the way. May the force be with you. That's too many fucking words. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Mando's like, going to be like, this is my, the... And he's going to be like, point no of view, The Jedi are evil. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait till we get to that episode. Grogu. And Dr. You- Pershing mentioning Dr. Hemlock. 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I was feeling Himmler vibes when I saw him uh, on the screen. So I kind of went there. I was Fuck waiting for Mando to go, Grogu, did you kill them? And he just finally speaks for the first time. Yes, the women and the children too. <laughs> um, moving on, monster. Bye bye. <laughs> moving on to our last news story in the Rebel Report, the Acolyte is back in the news. This time, adding to its director catalog. Discussing film revealed two new directors who have joined the upcoming Disney Plus series: The Acolytes, Alex Garcia Lopez, and Co- Kogo Nada. Kogo Nada. Um, fans will know Lopez for his work on season three of Netflix's Daredevil series. The filmmaker helmed episode four, Blindsided, and episode 10, Karen. Why did I think of just like a white Karen on social media before the actual <laughs> Karen me, in the I show? I asked for extra spicy chicken in this Caesar salad chilies employee. Oh you gave me regular spicy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, the director also has credits working on other Netflix titles like Cowboy Bebop and The Witcher. Furthermore, he has been a familiar name on a number of Marvel projects, including Cloak and Dagger, Luke Cage, and The Punisher. Coco Nada joins the project following his critically acclaimed film After Yang, which released in 2021. Um, let's go to Klein first. Uh, thoughts on this? Thoughts on just the acolyte, like more news coming out about it? That's kind of what I took away from this. Is like it, It's getting closer and closer. It's even becoming real. Slow. It is slow, it's but working. it is becoming real. It's working. Um, oh, it's exciting. Like just to just to see these first little, like, I don't know, these first little tidbits. Like it's actually happening. They are filming this thing right now. And so it's cool. Like as we as the time goes on, I mean, this is the case with anything, but right, like the the production machine is going in earnest. That means as time goes on, we're only gonna learn more about this thing. It won't be long until we see like actual stuff from it which is very cool the thing i will point out in with these two directors specifically koganada is way more like cerebral and like very feelings and not feelings like it's very heady is a lot of a lot of the work that he's done and i think that this series is going to be a lot of that because it's going to be kind of sithy and we're going to explore a lot of the mystical stuff of the dark side but going to um, the Daredevil director, Alex Garcia Lopez, I think he perfectly represents the other side of what this series is going to be. Because the two episodes that he... I actually wrote this story over on the director com, so I have the liberty Ooh. of... I, uh, I did research for this. Um, <laughs> the two Daredevil episodes he directed, I have not watched Daredevil, but I've heard of these two things. One included the 11-minute one-shot prison riot. Does that ring a bell to oh, either? Oh shit! Yeah. Yes. And the other is the the other one includes the cathedral or church fight with oh bullseye. 
<laughs> so two of like what like, I love I've season. never even seen this series and I know that those are two of the best like action sequences in this series and just stellar action sequences as a whole and so I think that we're going to get some like we're going to get some shit in this show we're going to get some awesome action and I can't wait for that yeah that was my biggest takeaway was number one just like I said the acolyte being back in the news but also action 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 Thomas how do you feel about this you have seen the Daredevil series. Which season are you not high on? Because I know we've talked about this before. I've I'm not super high on season two. I may or may season not two. have really shit okay. on it. Isn't everyone not huge... high on season two? I thought people really like one and three yeah. and don't. Like it's two. definitely my least favorite, it's but I don't like favorite. I don't like not like it. I guess I just had major issues with Elektra and what they did with her. It just made no sense. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but I've true. not yeah. seen season three. Maybe so, you should watch that show. You haven't seen think, season three. Oh. I've not. I was so you guys busy need to get on time, it, man. So, oh, that's fair. It is what it is. Uh, I'm excited for this. I'm excited that we have some directors and hearing what uh, Alex Garcia Lopez is possibly going to bring. That's amazing. Like I love that. Uh, I have no th- nothing to say about Koganada. Uh, I wish I knew more. After Yang is really good. Yang. Go watch After Yang. Is it? Yeah. I will have okay. to check that out. I remember hearing about it, but like I'd never. Never dove down that rabbit hole. It's weird, but it's good. I like weird. I like weird things, and I want more weird that's things. Why, that's why we get along, Jack. <laughs> um, but that wraps up the Rebel Report, guys. Um, if you want all the latest about the Star Wars universe, be sure to check out the direct.com as well as all of our other friendly Star Wars outlets. And please be sure the man was on today. The teacher was on. So he's yeah. looking out. He, he's, he's, he's paying watching. attention. You better watch out. Making sure everyone is citing their sources. So please cite your sources. Absolutely. With that, you should be tweeting at us over there at the Reckless Rebellion Twitter account at Reckless Rebels, R E C K L E S S R E B E L S. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us, you know, follow this podcast while you're there. Hit that little bell so you get notified every time we release our episodes and leave us a review while you're at it. Go ahead and access a question, leave some comments, offer recommendations. We love interacting with you and hearing from you, fellow rebels. I, uh, I am still trying to figure out how to get into that, uh, Look at those stars, the reviews that yeah, we have. I know. There are star <laughs> ratings, but I don't know if they have written reviews. And I'm trying to figure that out. I'm not the Where, most tech savvy. I, can, dude, so that's I know on Spotify, you can't. You can't leave like written stuff on Spotify. Yeah. But so on Apple, they'll just Apple. show up at the bottom. Oh, well, they've we can, rated and not We'll get into questions. that with our uh, science production meeting coming up. Oh, Spoiler alert, listeners, we're going to have a production meeting. What is going to be cooking? It doesn't happen often. (laughs) Exactly. What's going to be cooking in that? I don't know. Jack is in charge. The businessman that works at the business factory is leading the business side. Uh, (laughs) Where can everyone find you, business factory man, on the Twitter and social medias? It's funny that I'm leading the business side, even though I'm the one with like the least amount of podcast experience on this podcast. (laughs) between all four of us um you can find me on twitter at jack pews it's p-u-e-s all one word Kleino, you can find me everywhere at the kleinfelt t-h-e-k-l-e-i-n-f-e-l-t and 
every week, man. Oh, come on. And I have a video game <laughs> podcast called Controller Club. So please search your podcast services. You know it to be true. And find us wherever you're listening right now. Uh, Controller Club pod over on Twitter. And yeah, we're just Controller Club on Spotify, Apple. Leave us review. Come say hello. We're doing Last of Us reviews right now. And it's been a lot of fun. And that leads directly into my recommendations. Guys, I'm all caught up on it. Oh, like, baby. Folks, go watch this show and then also hang around for our post credits. We kind of went maybe 15, 20 minutes talking about The Last of Us. <laughs> it's really good. It's it, a good show. It's so good. You should watch The Last of Us. Check out the post credits. <laughs> We've never teased the post credits before in the middle of an episode, I don't believe. So that's how fucking well, good it is. Um, Jack, what recommendations do you have outside of TLOU? I'm uh, I'm just going off the top of my head. I'm a broken record because I've already done it for this show. But Sopranos, man, I I flew through yeah, it. Cool. I I just jokingly started watching it. I I I, <laughs> I came home. I had some alcoholic beverages, and I was like, you know what? I want to have some fun. I, I'm going to put on Sopranos just for this first episode. I'll just watch the first episode. And now that was like three weeks ago. And now I'm done with the show. Um, it's so good. It is one of the best shows, if not the best show of all time, particularly because of the character study of Tony Soprano. It's just, it, it blows me away every time. And I keep thinking, it's like, no, it won't do it this time, but just especially the way it ends. One of, Klein, we're, we're talking about controversies in The Last of Us. The ending of The Sopranos is probably the most controversial ending of a TV series ever. At least at the time, maybe not as much now, but at the time, there's a specific thing that they do, and it drove people crazy. If That's you don't know already, you're not like, if you don't know already, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't look it up if, if, if you can't help it, because I made my dad didn't know anything about it, and I made him watch that finale, and he was just confused, but also like, what the hell? That's awesome. Okay. Hell yeah. Klein, other than Tilu. Quick recommendation, and then we can pack it up and head on home. Um, I will say is I've been playing. Uh, I mean, I've played this on and off. I don't usually recommend games here, but I've been playing it on and off for the last few years. Uh, but I'm on an on mode right now. Go play some Magic the Gathering dorks, man. I love oh, me really? some card games. And, and I've been sitting at my desk. They have the Magic the Gathering like online you can play. And you build decks and you earn cards. And I don't ever really play to win, but I usually play to just like make the other person very angry at me. So that's that's what I do. And yeah, go play Magic the Gathering. Get some friends together. Play it in the living room. Like it's can, can you come to Florida and teach me? Because like I feel like it's something I could get into. I just I have you no would get idea so into it, Jack. It's so oh, dirty. It is. It's like I see the South Park episode on that that, yeah. that we mentioned. I think last week, uh, cock magic. That episode is just it's the cross the I bear, but I love it. And with that, sentience and droids, we've reached the end of the episode. Remember, the Force is your ally, and a powerful ally it is. We have spoken. Get some twin sunlight and stay hydrated. This was podcasting. But in all seriousness, who is Baby Yoda's mom? <laughs> we join this post credits cutout. 
in progress. Come say hello. We're doing Last of Us reviews right now, and it's been a lot of fun. And that leads directly into my recommendations. Guys, I'm all caught up on it. Oh, like, baby. I watched, <laughs> I watched oh, the arcade ex- extravaganza, and it got to a point, and I was uh, the watching The filler with, episode, as, some, as the I, homophobic internet okay. have been calling it. <laughs> I pushed back oh, on that so hard. this is the filler episode and not episode three. Okay, that's interesting. I pushed back on that no, so no, hard, no, but no, I will it, say... It, they also both featured... Yeah, huh. it, yeah. I will it's, say this episode was that. my like second least favorite of the series, and what? I'm not saying it's a filler episode wow. or anything. I I just I didn't this is my favorite of the series. I don't think it's the best one, but this is my favorite of the series. Awesome, definitely. Yeah. I, I will say I love the way that they reintroduce all these little things we learned about Ellie mm-hmm. throughout yeah, the series cool. in a single 10 second shot of her room. Like I love that. Something I will say so is much. this is the closest spot for spot because this is dlc like this isn't in the main game it was a oh, dlc pack that came out that afterwards so much sense. and it's That's and it's like and it. they cut in they basically in the game you get a hard cut and a lot of time has passed and that's we're going to pick where we're going to pick up next week and the dlc it cuts back and forth between her like trying to like help joel and then to this memory of her last night with her best friend and I thought that yeah, I this was like basically shot for shot the whole DLC except they they do less cutting back and forth because in the game she goes to an actual abandoned mall by herself to look for meds mm. and is seeing things that kind of remind her of that night or whatever. Oh. Whereas this is more like she kind of touches the door and has survivor survivor's guilt like she's gonna leave and then it you get all Klein, the Klein. I have a question for you. Sure. And I don't know if you can do this. Yeah. But all emotional bias aside. Yeah. Which do you think is the better show? And it's not fair because Last of Us is not finished yet. Yeah. But which do you think is the better show? Maybe if you can remember through seven episodes, mm-hmm. Last of Us or Andor. All emotional bias aside. Because mm. I have an answer. I loved Andor. I loved I know you Andor. Did. Oh, I know you did. I think more than Rogue One. I could be wrong about that. No. No, okay. That was me. Someone did. That was, that was you, Thomas. Okay. It was. Re- it might have been recent. That's a really, really, mind. really hard question. You don't have to answer and, now. We can save it for the here's, end. Of the here's what I'm gonna. Want. Here's what I'm gonna say to you, Jack. And I'm. I am. I have to be critical. This is. I'm gonna put on my journalism coat right now. Here we go. Here we go. I have to be um, objective. I honestly think that it is The Last of Us. Mm. I agree. I will say something, and this is. You can obviously totally discount this because you know how much this franchise means to me. I'm looking into what I I'm looking into getting my first tattoo, actually having to be with this franchise and like having to do with this franchise. But I honestly believe, and this is me knowing where this story is going and knowing how how just hard it has hit so far. I think this is gonna be looked at as one of HBO's best single seasons of TV ever. Wow. That's saying something. That's saying I, something. I'm just putting I, it out there. It's funny. I I disagree um, on, just on the question I asked. I, I will say so far. I mean, it's still not fair because we have not. Last of Us has not finished. But if even if you like. This, this the, next week or the next two weeks, like next week specifically, this Sunday's episode, Jack, is... It's going to be a hard episode of TV, but a... I th- it, 
I think if they hit it this week, <laughs> Thomas just got so I think scared. like here's here's the thing is like I mean similar with episode three where they like that was not in the game but they just that that was beautiful television. Yeah, I think this next best. week could potentially be like a like it's my favorite not favorite portion of the game because it's not easy. Um, but it is it hits and if they can do it like it could be one of the high points of like mm. it, it could it could change the conversation about this show actually i think the conversation is very high so i don't know if it would change <laughs> it anything, is but. i i guess for me i just i haven't been like it has had its amazing moments and episodes i mean episode three i agree with everyone that it's one of the best episodes of television i've ever seen um if not the best but i just i haven't been as high on it and i i haven't I, I haven't like done analysis like i would do for star wars on it to figure out what that is maybe it's the plot maybe it is the zombies of it all i don't know but like i haven't been as high on it so i i hope i hope next week or this upcoming one i should say these next a two there's a few as so as you're as you're setting up in like the, i would say like that my top five like moments of the game we've seen i would say two and we're gonna That's get the exciting. last three in the next in the next two episodes. Wow, Ooh. Tommy boy. Um, I I agree with Klein. It is Last of Us, and for me, it is a pacing thing. Mm. Um, as a fan of Star Wars, I'm the the differences between the two are the main characters of the Last of Us are the same two three characters. The whole Everybody time. else is ancillary. Andor is the name titled character, main character, and he's like an observer half the se- half the season, most of the season even. Hmm. Um, until he goes into prison, he's an observer of everything going on. And then he starts taking action. Uh, so you want to kind of, I look at it like the beginning of episode one is like the first six episodes, seven episodes even of, you know, Joel is just there. He's existing in life. He's not living, but he's also not dead inside. Yeah. Something that I, I think and that you need Andor. also going forward is, or by the, I mean, they've done a pretty good job at, at showing this so far, but it will become very apparent by the time this season, this is over, is that you, Joel's the avatar for the person. He's not the main character. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, I kind of like, caught on to that. Especially, the, especially after this episode, like it, it becomes immediately clear. Like this isn't his story. I, I, I told my uh, roommate's brother because we watched the trailer for next week. We watched episode six. I haven't watched it or nine. I, don't, I, I haven't so watched it. So he yet. was like, he was like, huh? Okay, like that's interesting. He's like, so what's going to happen? Like, I'm, I'm a little confused. And I, and I was basically like, all right, cool. So let me tell you, this is the switching point of who you're looking at this show point of yeah. view wise. And I was like, because, and I've not played the game. I didn't know this was the DLC, but I mentioned, I was like, so the, oh, the season opens and your point of view is Joel's daughter. Then so, your point of view is kind of through Joel. And yeah. then at this point, because Joel's down, and I don't know if time's passed, it looks like he's still not yeah. well. It's now she's leading, and I'm like, in the game, I assume when he goes down, you really start playing through her more. So 
I will say this, and we can jump away. Is um, the game one of the the game is divided into four seasons, and there's kind of four chapters, and so things have been a little shuffled around. Like Jackson isn't in the winter; it's in what come fall, I guess. And there's big moments where it is just a like a bang like when henry shoots like shoots himself henry shoots himself it goes black and then and then it and then it just the only thing you see it cuts immediately to black and it goes fall and then you're okay. into jackson and it's like oh my gosh it's a big moment when joel die, dies when joel falls he falls and gets hurt in the game and lands on like a piece of like bar uh, not barbed wire um rebar rebar that's sticking out and it goes right through him and El- and then you're playing as him and he's like you can't see things and ellie's yelling at you and then it cuts to black and it goes winter and it picks up and joel's nowhere to be found it is you are ellie and it's mm. like what just happened like is he dead like is he what's happening obviously we've seen he's she, she's trying to help him she's doing what she can <laughs> this uh, uh, I- I will say this definitely needs to be the post credits Thomas because we stayed here too long. I didn't know that this was going to blow up, but I'm so happy. Sorry. I did. I, no, 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 no. I'm glad it did because I like yeah. talking this out. I will say though, Klein, if let's just say these next two episodes hit like you expect them to and definitely want them to. And this is going to be my favorite TV show ever made. I, I, there's I no you. question. Do you think, <laughs> no you think question. it'd be the greatest single season of HBO television? Not the ever. greatest. I would say one of the greats. Okay, because one I'm just, of the greatest. That's fair, and yeah. even if it, I mean it's it's all subjective. I'm just saying I because I I had to pull up. I haven't seen The Wire. I know you have, but I didn't realize that's also HBO. It's so Game good. of Thrones, The Sopranos, the one season of House of the Dragon, which I think is one of the best single seasons of television I've ever watched. Like that's in. But credit to The Last of Us, and I know it was a huge popular game beforehand, but the first season's not even over, and we're already comparing it to that. Dude, which is just I can't believe it. insanely cool. And I can't wait for season two, baby. Oh my God, <laughs> you guys are not ready. No, because I've heard what happens in the beginning. I have heard what happens at a certain you're point. Not, and I'm like, yeah. You're not ready for the next two episodes, my so friends. So I, I will say, I, fuck, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, Klein, do you think season two will be, it, let's just say it wrap, It has all of The Last of Us Part 2. Do you think it will be as controversial to people who weren't fans of the game but are fans of Season yeah. 1 as it was yeah. to... Oh, yes. Okay, oh boy. <laughs> people are going to be pissed. Oh, jeez. Okay, I'm so, I want to look it up so bad, but I've held off. I have not done it. Can't wait, though. Yeah. They're not going to cover the whole second game in one season, though. They have okay. to do it. They have to do two seasons. Just narratively, the first game translates to a single season of TV so much better. The second game is like just totally like it does a lot more like ping ponging around, I'll say. Maybe maybe it has a lot of golf clubs in there. I, I've seen that's a thing. Um, I saw something <laughs> totally. joke on Dude, Twitter about a Jack. Club, all I'll so. say is, if you don't want to know, don't look because you'll find it, and it'll be yeah. make, you'll I be think very. I know what that specific reference. I watched somebody play a little bit because I heard it was controversial. I didn't know what the fuck was going on though, but I did see one particular scene. I don't remember how it happened, but I will say, if you don't, if you is. don't like the uh, queer relationships in season one, you're not gonna like season two. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pack it up and walk out. I guess. God, people annoy the shit out of me. Thomas, bring us back in somehow. 
now to, to so yeah. we can cut this we're out gonna, properly. We're gonna get back to the show and we'll we'll move this to the post credits. Uh, and that brings me to the recommendations for the audience, guys. I'm caught up on The Last of Us, folks. Go watch.